Hey, this is Vito. This is Liz. And we are two lovebirds trying to navigate through life, love, and parenting the best we can. Each month, we take on a new challenge in an attempt to deepen our relationship and spice things up a bit. Join us as we share the lessons we learn from all the bumps in the road we travel on. Welcome to the long haul. Yellow. Hi. What's up? It's been a while. It's been like five months since we've done a long haul. So the last time we were on here, we were talking about how excited we were to have Tula and everything that was leading up to it. And what is it going to be like? Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I was crazy anxious. Mm -hmm. You remember? Yeah, I do. Just all my fears and stuff and, and you had so much more anxiety having tula than you did having jovi probably because i mean you had nothing to go off of going into jovi right and then everything that happened with jovi i was like oh geez yeah it, it's i don't do well with accepting the fact that i have no control because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fact mm-hmm. we don't have control over much right and it's just a hard uh, pill to swallow because we think we do Mm-hmm. or i do at least i'm like oh yeah i'm controlling everything right now <laughs> and then sometimes i'm driving on the road i'm like this guy coming towards me in the other lane his tire can just blow out which would pull his car into my lane you know people's tires pop all the time right i'm like just by the grace of god the tire doesn't blow right like all the billions of things they have to go right for a baby to be healthy and and go perfectly whatever mm-hmm. every day is like that yeah I mean, I have those thoughts. Like today I was jogging with the girls and there was, uh, I don't know what it was, some sort of, it wasn't landscaping. They were doing something, but there was kind of this big tank pulled into this business, but it was on a little bit of a slope and I had to jog across the driveway to get to the other side of the sidewalk. And in my mind, I'm like, this thing could come unlatched and completely run us over. Oh yeah, And in my mind, I'm like... I could hurry up and try to push the girls out of the way. And I'm like, I would, no, we'd be dead. Like there's so much that we can't control, but you also can't like live like that. I mean, it it was a thought that like came in and left my mind immediately. I wasn't lingering on it or freaking out about it, but it's just like, wow, like anything could happen. Yeah. It's, it's when those thoughts do pop in your mind, you realize how out of control we actually are. But Mm -hmm. yeah, if you, if you lived that way, just recognizing all of the threats and be like yo chill yeah yeah that's where faith comes in that's where yeah so i mean calm having that much anxiety though before having tula i don't remember if we talked about this really like how did you feel about going to the birthing center it it didn't even it didn't even cross my mind like it wasn't like oh my gosh we're going to a birthing center i had already accepted it I trust Sarah. I trust the team. I was okay with it. For me, it was the feelings of anxiety and me trying to suppress them because I wanted to be there for you. Because then you had your own things where like the day of, and we talked about this on your podcast, Tula's birth story and whatnot. Um, But you were like, no, I'm not ready yet. Because you didn't want to quote unquote waste anybody's time. Yeah, and I was I like, hey, we're paying for them, you know, to take care of us. So we're going. And Sarah was like, yeah, you should definitely come. And you're like, no. And she's like, yes, you are you should definitely come. I don't know if you, were you texting her on the side or, or like 
yeah. through my app because yes. I don't remember. 100%. Because I, I felt good. They were getting painful, though. I remember like crawling into bed next to you and I had to like, I was moaning and rocking through them. Right. And you're like, can you just let Sarah know this and that? And then I was like, I'm, I'm already on it. Like, <laughs> I've already told Sarah right. a thousand The thing things. that was like crazy to me, though, was that they were, there's, there wasn't a consistent pattern. And like, I know that, but I guess I had just been in hospital birth for so long that you forget that physiological birth can look so different because in the hospital, they want to see this really consistent pattern. And mm-hmm. then especially if they're putting you on Pitocin, then their your contractions like slowly get closer together. And that's what they say. Like, you know, it's not Braxton Hicks anymore when they get stronger and closer together. Mine never really got closer together until she said at one point when I was at the birthing center, they were about four minutes apart, but then they spaced out again. But the whole time I was home, it was, they were every five to 12 minutes apart. Yeah. I always like using your words against you where you're like, birth is not linear. And then I'll be like, Hey babe, remember birth isn't linear. And you're like, yeah, but 12 minutes and five minutes. Hey, this is what happens. We got to go. Yeah. And I'm. I, you did have to talk me into going. And then, I mean, obviously Sarah called and was like, hey, I think you should head this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And I'm glad like we left when we did because the car ride over there was so intense. And then obviously like once we got there, it was just three hours and she was here. So it was just, it went pretty quickly and it was intense. And I feel like I couldn't have... If we would have waited longer, that car ride would have just been so much worse. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it already was bad. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you what do you think about having two kids? Uh, I think it's awesome. It it's weird because I was thinking how because I was talking to a friend of mine who was having two kids, and before she had her second, she was where I was before I had Jovi, just kind of like almost like I would cry to you and be like, I feel like I'm taking away from Jovi. I feel like, how am I going to love two kids? Jovi's been my entire world for a year Mm -hmm. and a half. Like all of a sudden I'm going to bring a baby home and she's going to be like, mom. And I'll be like, sorry, like I'm busy. (laughs) Which has that happened? Has that happened? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, No, like has what your fears come to fruition? Oh no, I, I think the part that really, really helped though was how much help I had at first. So um, I think your mom took her a little bit and then my mom was in town for a long time. And so I didn't, like I got to bond with Tula a lot, but you know, the at the very beginning, they're sleeping so much. So my mom could get all those newborn cuddles in with her. Like I would nurse Tula, then hand her off to my mom and then just be able to spend some time with Jovi. So it was, it was nice that I had that much help to like help me adjust during that period. Uh, Cause I think it would have been really hard. And then my sister came into town and she was like Jovi's best friend for a week, mm-hmm. just doing everything with her. And, and so it just having, I'm so grateful that I have help and that I, was able to kind of slowly adjust because I think if it would have just been on my own, that adjustment would have been a lot harder. I got to kind of ease into it the first month. Yeah. And then after that, that figure it out. 
now that we're four months in or five months five in? months in tomorrow five months what uh tomorrow. how do you feel like you're handling having two kids i think i'm doing great you feel like you loved either of them any less than no right no i don't um i do think you have different which relate- one's your favorite i don't have one <laughs> I think you develop different relationships with them based on the stages of life that they're in, you know, and you just try to soak that in. And and now I really am starting to see all the cliche things that everyone tells you that like you're not taking away, you're giving them a sibling, you're giving them more love. And, oh, yeah. and I seeing am the seeing smile them. on Tula's face, <laughs> yeah. just watching Jovi is Tula awesome. loves to watch Jovi. Yeah. She just laughs at her. And even Jovi, she's she's honestly so sweet with her. She is, yeah. She's really good with her, very gentle. Um, obviously there's times that that she's been right. not when she's as much. Or tired or... Well, even today we were this morning we were on the bed and I was nursing Jovi and Tula was there and Jovi like threw the blanket over Tula's face. And I was mm-hmm. like, Jovi, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for the most part, I mean, she's, I think it was within the first couple months, there was like a couple times that Jovi was upset with Tula or that I was holding her or something. But other than that, she's, yeah. she's really gentle toward her. And I feel I blessed. I feel like um, our relationship is getting better. Me too since we've had another kid not but it's hard to say it's getting better because it's not like it was ever rocky or bad or anything like that i feel like our relationship is just growing deeper yeah yeah it's deeper and i can see how people's people might you know it it's harder for sure it is there's just more going on before it was getting one kid down and now it's getting two and then sometimes while you're putting the second one down the first one gets back up and then it's (laughs) That's why it's been so hard to even just sit down with you for an hour. Like right now, I would want to go to bed. Like today, right. I was thinking I want to get to bed before ten, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it, it hardly it, happens. Right, it's been so hard to to just sit down with you and talk. I think the first few months were the hardest though, because just that beginning. I feel like we got hit with whoa, two kids is a game changer. Yeah, and. We are like, I understand how couples don't have time for each other. Like we, I remember when we were first starting to like have sex again and we'd be like, oh, okay, like, okay, finally we have a moment. And then you start kind of going and then the baby starts crying and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like <laughs> literally like when, how? Um, and now Tula's like more in a groove, we're more in a groove and you just figure it out. And I feel like we've done a really good job at prioritizing each other like still trying to i mean there's definitely nights where we hardly see each other but we'll still like make time for each other here and there you know e- yes and we no. make time for intimacy right more for necessity than anything <laughs> 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 I would, but outside of that it's rarely intimate um i disagree i feel like no it, it's it's in- i mean it's as intimate as you can get with somebody for sure but as far as like eye gazing and snuggles and stuff it's like it's a lot of like i'm half asleep you know we have a lot of sleep sex <laughs> just out of necessity not a lot but 
And every once in a while, for sure. You guys already know about Vito's sleep sex problem, so. Which we should probably talk to a professional about just to learn more. I'm interested. <laughs> I don't want it to stop. I think it's great. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think we could use a little bit more intimacy and in connecting in different ways. Um, but since we had, I remember, I can, once or twice since we've had Tula, we were like going to bed and decided to cuddle and it just felt so nice to fall asleep yeah. cuddling that hasn't happened in a very long time yeah and what did we last night it did i'm saying since we've had tool it's happened oh, a couple yeah, times right sure but before that it just felt like even with jovi it was you know you're just busy whatever yeah so i mean <clears throat> why is it that we're getting closer where you hear you see a lot of like the guy a guy i work with you know when we first got married he was like oh you, you like being married i said yeah yeah well i love it i love liz and whatever she's he goes oh nice 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 and then he's like let me know after year two because i'm interested just let me know what you think after year two and how many were f- three years in i was like okay uh, whatever so year two i go i i love her I love it. I love being married. I love everything about it. And then he's like, that, he, and he's not being, you know, he's like, yeah, that's awesome. And then we had, we had Joby and he's like, two kids is when it changes. He's like, definitely two kids is when it gets crazy. gets like less time for each other. And then we have two kids and it's been five months now. And it's definitely been crazy. Like I said, we haven't been able to sit down and talk, but I'm like, I love you way more like way deeper i'm immensely more attracted to you <laughs> don't <laughs> do that uh, and and i'm like why is it that that's happening right is it because we're both touchy-feely and like that's we because we give each other i i, I don't know i just feel like physical contact is super important in relationships like, I know there's different love languages. I know whatever. But I also think humans, like, you need to hug your friends even, mm-hmm. you know? If if you went, right, isn't it a thing that if babies don't get held, even if they're fed and everything, they will die? Or is that not I've never heard thing? that in my life. All right. I got to look that up. But I think we just need physical contact. I mean, you and I are very touchy-feely yeah mm-hmm. like even when i'll give you crap because you're just you're always slapping my butt or doing different things i'm like ugh, whatever but then if you walk by me and you don't touch my butt i'm like hey you didn't <laughs> you didn't touch my butt and i don't like that yeah. <laughs> like why didn't you just smack my butt <laughs> yeah when was it it was a couple weeks ago when i was i just can't stop grabbing your butt and you were huffing and puffing and i said would you rather me never touch you or would you rather me always touch you if we did the extremes and of course oh always always always. yeah you'd have to the other night what did i oh i scared you oh i didn't even do anything but i did it i knew i was gonna scare you you were scared pretty good i thought it was hilarious and i was laughing and you're like stop stop talking don't look at me. Get out of here. You were like really upset. So I was like, you know what? All right, I'm just going to listen to her. I'm not going to talk to her. 
I'm not gonna look at her. I'm gonna get out of her way. And then you never came and like came and sat by me or anything for hours. And then I was like, I hate this. This feels terrible. I know. I, and I told you I was trying to prove a point and teach a lesson, but then I hated it too. So. <laughs> because you know i hate being scared i hate getting scared i hate being spooked you know that i'm jumpy okay can i can i say what happened it's stupid i know that's what i thought the spider in this corner of our window keeps rebuilding a web i think we finally got it and it's not like a big it's a very very small spider it's not intimidating Mm, it's a medium-sized spider it's small anyways we had thought we had killed it once again web's back spider's there caught a fly and i'm like oh my gosh that spider's there and i'm like it's doing something. I think it's eating. And so I leaned in to look and I'm like, yes, it's eating. And right when I'm like leaning in toward the spider, Vito's behind me and he just goes, wah. <laughs> and I'm so jumpy. I said, Hoo. I didn't even say wah. I was, Hoo. And then like you that. told me that's the scaredest I've ever seen you be. Yeah. Cause then you jumped and you looked at me and you were like clenching your hands. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's actually scared right now. And then I did some gaslighting. Because I find it so fun. I don't know, Liz. Uh, to me, it might be the funnest thing. Like if we're because we have squeaky floors, just because the house is old. So annoying. So when I fart, I'll be like, "Man, these floors are so." I'm annoying. like, he'll fart really loud. I'm like, "Babe," and he's like, "Yeah, these floors. I know, I know. We got to get them fixed." And I'm like, "Shut up!" And he's like, "What?" Like. I don't know what to tell you. We're going to do the floors. Like, no, it's not in our budget right he, now. Right, yeah. He just like <laughs> doesn't ever like admit that he actually farted. Or he'll be like, is there a duck in here? Like what? I'm like, oh my gosh, you're the worst. It's like the most dad jokish so that fun. you can be. But then you never actually admit that you like fart so or anything. But um, earlier you said like, I don't know why maybe some couples kind of grow apart and and I do see it. And I think a huge like key component in it is choice. Because since I've had Tula, there's definitely been times where I've been unnecessarily irritated at you. Like for no reason. Mm-hmm. Just whatever it's been. Hormones, stress, who knows? Lack Tuesday. of sleep. Right. Yeah. Like who knows? And... We've been maybe on different pages of something or you've kind of driven me a little crazy. Um, And I've had a few thoughts where I've just noticed that I feel like letting these things build up or buying into these things is what would create that gap. Instead of in those moments where I'm unnecessarily irritated with you. Because I think I've even told you that. I'm like, I have no idea why. Like, mm-hmm. you're driving me crazy right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But recognizing these things and then not buying into it. Like when that had, did come up for me after I had Tula and I was just mad at you or whatever. And again, like not for any <laughs> real valid reason, but having the conversation with myself of, where is this thought coming from? Why am I like giving energy toward it? And what can I do to change it? And actually telling myself like, rem- one thing I've done a lot since I've had Tula is just like reminding myself of how much I love you. I'll like think back to our wedding day. I'll think back to our honeymoon. I'll think back to, you know, Saturday night. 
you know, <laughs> like whatever it is. And I'm like, I love this guy so much. Like, and I, I, I allow that to drive me closer to you mm-hmm. instead of like dwelling on things that would, I would let build up to push us away. And they're not even real things though. It's not like yeah, you're always, I can't even think of a good example, but I remember going through that stage with Jovi of just being irritated at you for no reason. I think just that whole mom thing of like being tapped out mm-hmm. of I've literally just had somebody attached to me all day long. And then you come home from work and you're grabbing on me and whatever. And I'm like, ugh, like everybody, quick. Everybody, yeah, come on, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody in our house only wants me for my body. Like Jovi still asks to nurse all the time. Tula's nursing and then my husband comes home and he just wants He's my nursing. body as well. <laughs> gross. <laughs> That's so gross. What about that family in England? Yeah, no. Remember you showed the Mm-mm. kids were like 13 and yeah, no, nine or something like that. Anyways. Um, and, and instead of, cause I have gotten like irritated during those moments, but just like expressing it or talking about it or I don't know like making a choice. I feel like I've caught myself in moments where I'm like, I can either be irritated for no reason and let me, and let that negative energy come in and kind of push us apart a little bit. Or I can be like, my husband's freaking awesome because he is like, you work so hard and you come home and you help me so much. And you're such an amazing husband and such an amazing father. And you love me so well. You love our girls so well. Like, why would something small that irritates me come between? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let that build up and explode and me just be irritable and annoyed and yeah. be like, no, we're not having sex. Like, whatever. But, and and for some reason, I don't know what. <laughs> no, you said the other day, you're not getting sex. And I was like, oh, holding sex against your husband is so uh, fun. That's when you scared me. Okay. No. Yes, it was, was. No, it was a different time. Yes, it was. Um, But I've never actually done that. Right. Um, And for some reason, and I'm not sure what, but I've told you, like, I've felt so much better postpartum this time. And I think it's a combination of things why I didn't feel great after Jovi. Her NICU stay, COVID, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I, this time I felt so good. I've started training for the half marathon. So obviously like working out helps you feel better. Uh, I feel like I'm trying to fuel my body better. I'm being slightly more intentional. I need to be tons more intentional, but like this morning, first thing I did when I got out of bed was stretch a little bit and, and it felt so good. So just trying to do little things or even like recognize in the moment, like, okay, Liz, put your phone down pay attention you know like just Mm -hmm. little things here and there um but I feel so good postpartum this time and I feel like my sex drive is higher than it was pre-kids pre-kids or like I I guess in a couple of years yeah maybe you would know that I don't know but I'm just like so turned on by you well that's nice. <laughs> I am. It's like you're just, I just think about how amazing you are and especially how amazing you are with your shirt off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, you bring up a good point, though, and I, I did the same thing the other day, too, where uh, my biggest stressor in life is just finances. Am I able to provide for you guys? Am I able to put, you know, keep a roof, roof over our head and, and keep food on the table and, and keep us safe? And I have a couple of friends who are killing it right now and have been for, like, years, like, big, big money. And and I'm like, man, you know, what did I do? Like, what choices did I make that I'm not there? You know, and I kind of went down this this rabbit, not rabbit hole, like kind of spiraled in this thing. And I'm like, I'm like, but I'm, and then another thought popped, popped up. I'm like, I'm really happy though. Like, I really love my life. I'm like, I really love my wife. And I'm like, and it's so important. I don't know, our relationship especially that we have kids is so important that it's good that I'm like, I would really, I wouldn't trade our relationship for more money. You know, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you were to say, Hey, you have option A or option B, either you and Liz can be very happy and, and have your relationship and, you know, just keep making what you're making or you can make, 10 times the amount but you might fight a little more have less sex and you're probably gonna you know be less happy i'd be like i'm just i'm just gonna stay where i'm at and i really i really believe that mm-hmm. well i think one thing too i've gone to church more like since i've had tula than i have in a while or like listen to sermons and just trying to like the perception change, like even with the kids. So I feel like I'm feeling way better too because with Jovi, because like now with Tula, she's been going through this sleep thing. It takes forever at night usually to get her down and her naps are just sometimes great, sometimes not. And when Jovi was that age, I'd be Googling. I'd be like seeing a sleep consultant. I'd be thinking like, what's wrong with her? And now it's like, oh, she's five months old. She's learning new skills. She's, I'm not stressed about well, those you're more things. informed too from from the first right but also it's so easy to and you've reminded me of this too like it's so easy to buy into this like life is hard thing as well um yeah it can be really tough with <laughs> two kids this age being at home with them and i I, one thing I've also done is continually like remind myself how grateful I am and just kind of going back to biblically, like not coveting and not being, and being content. Like we are so, and trying to remember, like we are so incredibly blessed Mm -hmm. and, and that means so much. Does that mean that things are not hard sometimes? No, of course. But not dwelling on that, like trying to dwell on the good. And that's what I've done, I feel like, with our relationship and even with motherhood the second time around is, yeah, of course, I'll have days where I'm like, babe, (laughs) you know, the girl, like, I can't, I just, whatever. I want to scream or cry or lock myself in a closet and that, um, that's definitely happened. But for the most part, it's been just really reminding myself of the good and of the positive and the contentment and what a joy and what a gift it is. I've always wanted to have a family. I've always wanted to have kids and I do. And I have two healthy children, an amazing loving husband. 
like honestly what else could i want yeah and just really reminding myself of the blessings and making that again a choice during the day when i'm like jovi's driving me crazy and whatever and i'm like she is learning she's growing like how amazing that she's like asking these questions that Mm -hmm. you know just really trying to spin it when i'm trying when i want to give in to that thing you know yeah and it's important it yeah that's very very important your thought process so thank you for being a good mother and not uh lashing out on your kids for your own internal struggle i know that can be very difficult well that's the thing recognizing that most of it is my internal struggle like when i do want to lash out like obviously there are times where jovi just keeps doing the same thing it's like you can't do that you can't do that you know and it's it can Mm -hmm. be irritating but usually when i want to lash out it it is my own stuff so yeah for sure so i have a confession to make i don't know if you saw it or not but Liz just made these like zucchini banana chocolate chip muffins with this butter. Honey butter. Honey butter. And and I had one. It was delicious and delicious. And then you went outside to go throw away the compost and I just shoved another one in my mouth. Because I don't have self-control. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a real problem for me. Because mm-hmm. I think there's like 12 of them on, on the stove. I made uh, 17. Okay. So what are we going to do now? Because they're made. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And they're there. Yeah. And they're good. Right? So here's here's what I did. Is I went, oh, that, that was good. And I said, it's a muffin. You don't need another one. It's chocolate chips. And then... I was like, no, 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 it's zucchini banana bread. I'm like, this is good for me. <laughs> like that's I immedi- There's actually no added sugar. I immediate, yeah, but what's the bread part? Flour. Flour's not good for you. I, I mean, it's whatever. I, I mean, I, I immediately justified it and immediately, immediately <laughs> ate another one. So what's your justification with chocolate chip cookies then? They're there. Those I don't have a justification for. Those, I am the cookie monster this you is are. something that's been since childhood mm-hmm. so so is it because you've been told that your whole life that you feel the need to eat the entire dozen within 24 no. hours no it's because <laughs> i ate the entire dozen that people were like holy crap dude you know yeah it wasn't like they would just call me it and then i leaned into it i was it mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. so what do we do with that well, I'm going to freeze about six of them tonight. Perfect. Just to keep on hand for random. Yeah, I won't eat a frozen muffin. Um, and I don't, I don't know, babe. I don't know, but um, muffins you usually don't eat that much of. Yeah, but that butter with it is is real good, and uh, it almost tasted like a cookie. You know, with the chocolate and stuff in it. But yeah. Not to change the subjects, bef- before we, we jumped on, you were telling me, and it's hard for me to believe, and I don't know if I want to make this like a Instagram question because it's kind of X-rated. Okay. But you were saying that a lot of couples will watch porn instead of having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. So they'll just like do their own thing, but then still be married. 
And for me, I just, I just don't see it. I don't. I, I couldn't imagine that being a real possibility. But you're saying it's true. I don't know. I mean, just based on things that I've heard and people have told me in polls I've seen on other people's things or whatever. Um, I don't know if it's most couples, but there's like a good chunk. I would be sh- I would be shocked if it was fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if a third of couples did it. Mm-hmm. I for me, I could I just couldn't imagine. Like, why would you? What's the point? Mm-hmm. There's nothing better. There's zero things better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than than real life sex. Right. Right. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's just easier. The time, finding the time or whatever it is, or having to actually put in an effort. I don't know, babe. I don't know. Sometimes I just like, (laughs) you know, just, just, I I don't want to say it, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not that hard. (laughs) It's it's not that difficult uh, to just have sex. Right, right. But I don't know why people would, would even want to do that. Like, yeah. Why would they want to live that way? It, oh, well, it, I mean, they've also done studies about how highly addictive it is. So I think once you're in it, then it just becomes easy. It becomes this habit. There's something in there that's triggered. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. So if if I see a picture or a video with a cute girl in it, it just makes me want to go have sex with you. <laughs> you know, it's not like, do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like that would be normal. Right. Biologically, if you're turned on, let's say, biologically, you would want to impregnate someone. You can't impregnate the air. Yeah. I don't know, babe. Speaking of impregnating somebody. Are you pregnant? Yeah. This is how I'm going to tell you that I'm pregnant. (laughs) Um, But Vito's ready. Oh, I'm always ready. To have another baby? Liz, when you were saying how much help you had five months ago, I forgot all of that. I have almost zero memory of that. So, to me, we're back. We That's just got married. because after I had Tula, you like disappeared for a couple of weeks. No, like a week. <laughs> I'm like, cool, babe. Thanks. You were amazing during the birth, obviously. And then you just had to process your own yeah, stuff. I had stuff I had to deal with. So... Yeah. Um, that is one thing, though, that so does... So you're, you're ready, too, then? Is that no. Yeah. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. Um, but here's the problem. <laughs> and we've talked about this before. You do this thing where... And I'm all for it. After you have a, the baby, you're like, I'm going to train for the marathon, which is great. When you work out, there's not much that's sexier. Besides, right? like, if you came home to a super clean house. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's but working re- out happens way that's more. That's <laughs> really nice, yeah. So then you get, like, super fit, super high energy, your skin's glowing, everything, and it's like, what? Then you get pregnant, right? One plus one equals two. No. 
No. I mean, the marathon's in September. Right. We have another six, seven, eight, nine months before we start trying again. Six months. Yeah, you were right on with the six months. Ish. If not a little earlier. No, definitely not earlier. I told you that. Okay, we'll see. Not willing to go earlier. Um, That is what worries me, though, because, I mean, you do hear that marriage does get harder. And I think it just, I could see in parenting how it does because it brings up different things. Here's where I I think our marriage is going to get tested is when our kids need to be places at certain times (laughs) that I can see our marriage getting really tested unless and I do believe in miracles unless a miracle happens and you figure out how to manage not even manage time how to read a clock babe I can tell you that for our kids pediatrician appointments therapy anything our kids have never been late Okay, but how many times? I ran a red light once. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> I ran you the got, red light once. You got caught once. I got caught once running a red light. You'll be like, oh, that's because I was running late. Oh, I forgot that there because I was running late. Oh, because of this because I was running late. It's like, yo, 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 just don't rush. Because I only leave the house when I have to be somewhere. And then it's like all chaos is loose. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident. And this is me planting the seed. I'm confident that you're real. You and time are going to have a beautiful relationship soon. Mm-hmm. You guys are just going to flow. It's going to be fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Because right now you'd be like, okay, the appointment's at nine. It's thirty minutes away. It's eight thirty right now. I can start prepping dinner. Babe, not even <laughs> close. I told you the kids have been on time to all their appointments because I've realized. If there's a nine o'clock appointment and I have to leave at 830, I have to start getting ready at 730 because it takes me at least an hour with the kids because then even once they're loaded, I'm like, crap, I forgot the diaper bag. Oh, crap. I forgot this. It's like you. I have to run back into the house at least four times before anything. Yeah. And then on the way there, Joey takes her shoes off and one of them poops. And, you know, it's just it's constant. Yeah, for sure. See, like I said, you're ready. So. You and time are already growing in your relationship. But what worries me is I feel like we got into a good rhythm with two. And I know that's going to change like as they continue to grow and hit different milestones and different things happen. I can't imagine adding one more. And then one more after that. Right. It's it's just hard and then to maybe imagine. One more after that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think about it. I just think you can't. No, you can't. (laughs) No, I do believe that because people will ask, oh, how many do you guys want? And I'll just be like, whatever we get because I won't even go there Hmm. because you can't. It's not something that you can plan for. It's not one kid you can't plan for. Then two kids you can't plan for. You for sure can't plan to be outnumbered. Then you for sure can't have planned to be, you know, double the amount of kids that there are parents, Mm -hmm. right? So... I don't even go there. I just go, I love my kids. I love my wife. Everyone's good. They're healthy. They're eating. If we have another one, great. Your cousin. They got seven kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, whatever God gives us. And it's like, yo, 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 you can also pull out. <laughs> <laughs> Seven's a lot. <laughs> okay. But you think they're like, oh, yeah, I think seven's, a, you know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should. No, they're just like, hey. 
whatever we get and we go with it. I also feel like it's highly based on your lifestyle, though, too, and how you live. Because I'm not sure what they do, but, like, their kids are pretty well behaved and everybody contributes in the household and they have, like, a mini farm homestead. and They make it work. Right, right, right. Um, you adapt like you, as they come. You have to have something in place, though, because, I mean, you... We all know people who have like a child that's just like crazy. And it's like you can't have seven of those. No, I think everybody you know? adapts though. Right, yeah. And we're not we are, we're not right now. I don't know what we'll be like in the future, but we're not very type A. We're not very like oh our kids have to be entertained, put something in front of them at all time. And I think that helps because mm-hmm. then when like Jovi is bored, She'll go do somersaults. Literally, she'll just like put her head on the ground. You know. Yeah, she. And who knows? Maybe we'll change in the future. I don't. I hope not. But um, I feel like so far it's been pretty. You're a great mom. It's been pretty easy for me. You know. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to to keep moving forward. I'm excited to, and we do the podcast for you know to to grow whatever maybe get something from it but also like it's our time together and it's been really hard to sit down with with you and talk and stuff and right i'm excited to get back to it right because usually by the time the kids are in bed and then everything's cleaned up we're exhausted too yeah it's like if we we do sit and hang out for a little bit it's like okay we got to be in bed in 30 minutes like yeah and i and hopefully we can i mean we're working on some stuff but the waking up at five in the morning it doesn't help either Mm -mm. you know if you have a normal nine to five quote unquote i can go to bed at midnight if i start work at five or or nine i mean nine o'clock that's almost lunchtime for me i know but i don't want to go to bed at no no neither do i Neither do I, but I'm saying now when the kids are down and it's 8.45 or 9 o'clock, I'm like, oh, it's 9. Like, well, I need to get to bed When now. you're off in the winter, somehow we always stay up 11 oh. midnight and oh, then we're yeah. up at 7 anyways. So Binging Ink Master and <laughs> Hell's Kitchen and just the, the dumbest out. shows. And I love them. Mm-hmm. You and Hell's Kitchen. And I still don't know how to cook. I've watched nine seasons of it. Because you haven't tried because all I could think about is Gordon Ramsay yelling at me. It's raw. Telling me it's raw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do make breakfast, though, on the weekends, which is nice. Yeah, but it doesn't look good. These people are artists. Yeah. In the kitchen. Yeah. I'm not worried about it looking good. Just. But next time we go to Vegas, we got to go. To his to restaurant. To Ramsay's restaurants, yeah. Yeah. I wish I had a connection to where you could meet a, him. I think at the Paris. Or Paris? No, where you can meet him. I'd be like, can you just oh, come yell no, at my I husband? Don't, <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care to meet him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't, I don't but I'm, I'm not like a celebrity guy. I don't No, I same. don't care. I just want to mm-hmm. see what his food, because everyone in the, in the show is like, oh, so worth the wait. I'm like, it's a steak. How good can a steak be? Mm-hmm. Right. But right. then there's a restaurant that we go to once a year twice a year mm-hmm. and every time i'm like 
these, these so guys good. Are nailing, man. And my favorite thing that I ordered there, I ordered somewhere else a couple months ago and it was not good. The linguine? No, the short rib and gnocchi. Oh, yeah. It was not great. And they have like, it's not a massive menu, but it's it's a good size. Mm-hmm. And everything you order is a home run. Mm-hmm. Appetizers, desserts, all across the board. And they're not like super expensive either. It's not cheap because everything's expensive now, but. Right, but it's not like crazy expensive, but. It's yeah, reasonable. it's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I know. Usually, I remember eating out, and anytime I'd get a steak, I'd always think I'd rather have a steak at home until I worked at Gibson's Italia, and I was like, oh, these steaks are good. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, I'm like, I'd rather just make a steak at home. And Yes, steaks I'd rather it. have at home. It's too risky, I feel like, ordering them out. It's Why? like you're because you're paying 30 bucks for a steak. And I feel like it's never that great. If you're going to like a right, unless Texas you're going to like or something, but if you're going to Gibson's or right. Mastro's or wherever, it's like you know you're gonna get it. It's gonna be good. Yeah, where at Gibson's a seven ounce fillet is sixty dollars. Sure, you know. <laughs> sure, that's why I would rather eat a steak at home. Like, if uh, I go out, I want something that's seasoned and spiced and i like something that i don't make at home that's why i love the seafood linguine something i couldn't make at home Mm -hmm. right like a seafood linguine yeah yeah i never make that but i love ordering it when i go out Mm -hmm. so good but yeah i i see these people that's why i like ordering tiramisu it's like you could make it at home but are you gonna make it that good Mm. I mean, I've never... And there are different kinds. Yeah. The last time we had one somewhere, it tasted way different. I don't mm-hmm. remember where it was, but... I where we went. Um, but yeah, I, there's a couple people on Instagram that I've recently started following and I've really loved their content. And one of them, she's up at like between five and six every day. And anytime I see people like that, I'm like, I wish that was me. No, you don't. But it's not. Yeah. No, you don't. There's so many no, benefits don't. to getting up when the sun rises. No, you don't. I I do it. You don't. You do it, but you cro- you are going straight to work. I'm saying if I was didn't have if I could come downstairs, drink coffee, have alone time, do some devotions, yeah. whatever, get my day slowly okay. started instead of just into the chaos of kids up. Yeah, I can see that. Type thing. But you you would need body. a nap. Um or if you're in bed between 8 and 9. You would still need a nap. Waking up early, you almost need a nap. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which I'm fine with bringing siestas into our culture. Yeah, dude. If I worked from home, I would I would incorporate a siesta. I I would wake up. I would wake up at five thirty. Throw a pot of coffee on, chug of water, do a Peloton ride. Sit in the sauna, have coffee, then do some work. Shower, eat breakfast. Right, siesta. Then work some more. <laughs> you have to. Right. I feel like that would be kind of my ideal day. Would be wake up Sister early. And a hammock outside. Oh, forget it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. We'll make it happen. I would love for you to work from home. Yeah. 
have so much fun. Well, I, I gotta, but I mean, I gotta, I'd have I gotta to gotta let start you an OnlyFans or something. Actually, <laughs> you'd have to. I'd have to like actually let you work from home. So you'd have to. Oh, it would not be a possibility. I would have to move into the shed and lock it. Babe. Dude, I was pooping the other day and you opened the door and sat down and you're just like, I don't know. I just like being by you. And I was like, I'm pooping right now. Leave me alone. I I sat down on the floor just to clarify. In the doorway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want people thinking I like tried to sit on your lap or oh, something. Oh, no, 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 no. That's disgusting. Uh, yeah, no way. Um, Yeah, but I always leave before you wipe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's too much intimacy for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's I don't know too much. I added that one in there. <laughs> Just because that, that's a little too much for people who are like, okay, you're in there when you poop. So that's too much. It's like, okay, but we, you know. we have a line we don't cross. <laughs> there are, you think we don't have lines, but there are, <laughs> there are some. <laughs> oh boy. I know I do. I just like, I, and the one thing that I feel like has, why do we always talk about poop? It just comes podcast? up, babe. So I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how this one guy, they were on an airplane, this one guy took a dump and they had to land the plane because it smelled so bad and it was going through the vents. And it made me think of that time that we're, <laughs> we were flying. I, I think we've told the story on the podcast. We were like taking off. We were taking off, I think from Texas. We didn't have any kids at the time. Right. From Texas to Chicago. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to go right now, like right now. And I think we were, what, like sixth row or something like that? We were in the front three. The front three? Or four. We were toward the front. And I'm like, okay, but we're like taking off. Like they just, you know when you're taking off and he just guns it. Yeah. Right? So like the engine goes, I think it pulled on my stomach or something. And I was like, oh, no. Like, and it was one of those where it's like, you can't wait. So we were, we were like the first row or the we're, second because yeah, I, we I, I looked to the steward. I got up or I unbuckled and the stewardess guy goes, you have to sit down. And I go, I have to, I go, if I don't go right now, I'm going in my pants. I think that's what I said to him. And he goes, all right. <laughs> he was not happy. I'm, I'm laughing because of how embarrassing it is, but he was not happy. So I go up basically to the cockpit and just do, do what business. I do. And I came out (laughs) (laughs) and I came out and this, and we're now we're like, we're, we're nose high. Right. So we're still taking off because it was, it was not good. It was just not good. (laughs) So we're nose high and I, I come out and I'm like just blushing. I'm so, I'm so embarrassed because we're taking off. So the whole flight is looking at me. Like, no obviously, this guy's about to poop his pants. Right, Why else would he right. go? No one's on their phones. You can't be on your phones. There's no TVs on. Like, it's, it's takeoff. So everyone's just looking forward, which is me. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so I get out, and the stewardess guy unbuckles his seatbelt, grabs like Febreze. And starts or, spraying. And he sprays the whole front six rows. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> With like an irritated look on his uh, face. So we're still taking off and I still smell it. And I was like, babe, if they land this plane because it smells too bad here, I'm going to I am gonna lose it. I legit, for a good 30 minutes, I thought they were going to land the plane. Babe, it wasn't that bad. He, 
spray down the first seven rows. I could only smell the spray. I didn't smell anything. Oh, and then you were just laughing hysterically, and I was so embarrassed. I was laughing, but oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I and was... realistically, I I didn't care. I fell asleep on the flight. Yeah, I could care less. But it was it was bad. Should I tell my embarrassing flight story? <sighs> Your flight story. I don't know if you know it. I was flying from uh, Jordan to Paris. No, I don't know this one. And for some reason, while I was traveling, um, you know, sometimes you don't eat healthy, whatever, or you'd get clogged up. And I learned that kind of eating celery kind of pushes everything through your digestive system. Hmm. But I also learned eating celery gives me the worst gas. Like I can't just, I would buy just a bunch of celery and over a couple of days eat it. Really? Um, I mean, I'd eat other food too, but I would like just munch on it. Sure. Gives me the worst gas ever. So I'm on this flight and it's one of the big international ones. So there's like a bunch of seats in the middle, then seats on the sides. Sure. And I'm in the middle and those planes are like divided up into a couple of sections. Like I don't know where I'm at in the plane, but I'm a few rows back from where the middle of the restrooms are. And... Um, people kept going up, going to the restroom and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to fart. It's going to clear out this airplane. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I just kind of like let it out, you know, While obviously. you were sitting in your seat? Yeah. You didn't there's even go to the bathroom? for the bathroom. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there was some, I, I don't think there was a line. There was somebody in there and then somebody comes out and the lady in front of me kind of like turns around with a disgusted look on her face and like calls the stewardess over and is basically telling her, she was like, there's stuff leaking from the bathrooms. You guys need to do something about this. Like, it smells <laughs> awful. And like saying all this stuff. And she's like waving her hand in front of her nose and looking at me. And I was like, yeah, gross. And I'm like doing it too. Just like pretending. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awful. Like just playing along. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like this is I feel so bad for the people around me on this flight. But at least like nobody thinks it's like. The cute 25-year-old girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, ha ha. The little petite girl. <laughs> just destroying the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. The best story you have, I think, is when you were at work. Oh, no, babe. I was going to not tell this one because it's that bad. And uh, right, we don't have to. We can. No, we, we don't can. have to. You're in the middle of it now. but I just said when you were at work. Um, I have two work stories. So it's a similar situation. Like You don't have to say it. Uh, you guys obviously know listening to the podcast podcast that I've had digestive issues and um I was working at a club in Vegas (laughs) a small one and I was just crop dusting the place because I had really bad gas and um they ended up calling maintenance up because they thought that there was an issue with the bathrooms and so I told my manager my the assistant manager there she was like I was like, Julie, I was like, that's me. She's like, oh, no, honey. This, I go, I've been farting. She's like, no, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> She's like, this isn't you. Like, there's an issue here. Because I would kind of like go in the hallway, like when I was going back around, and that's kind of where I'd fart. I w- would try not to do it in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah. Or I don't know if this is the work story you were going to tell. Yeah, I have, that's what okay. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. There's a couple that I have. She's, and then she like reassured me. She's like, honey, trust me, this is not your farts. And I was like, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> trust me. <laughs> This is my part. I'm so sorry. I'm like, if you send me home, it will stop. (laughs) (laughs) Like how, how it's so bad. 
I but I mean I had digestive issues. Yeah. No, I think we all go through, especially with the food weed and stuff. And no, there's some people that fart and... that it never smells, and I don't understand. Yours don't very often. Yeah, rarely. But like, there's people who just it just they've never had a fart smell like rotten eggs or sulfur. I, I just and I don't. I genuinely know. don't understand the couples who don't fart or poop in front of each other. Right. Yeah. And I know, like, my aunt and uncle have been married 30, 30 years. More than that. More than that. They don't do it. Mm-hmm. And they're happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited to be back at this. I'm yeah. excited to sit down with you and, and talk and share stories. Mm-hmm. Hopefully inspire couples to love on each other more. Maybe. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. comes from it. Maybe we'll get some new inspiration too. Yeah. You think we got time? <laughs> You're so cute, boo. Cute. You're cute. Um, yeah, it's been nice. I mean, we've been thinking we're like, oh, we should do long haul, we should do long haul and then just life. So it'd be nice to do it more consistently and not wait five months and Dude, it's it's hard. It's crazy that <clears throat> it's been five months though since we we're well. Recorded. In the beginning parts are hard too, where they're only sleeping for a little bit and they're up and it's all night. The now, now that she's got a little bit of a, of a rhythm, it's like okay, we could kind of have some alone time again. A little bit of a rhythm. She still just like does not go down easy at the beginning of the night. Yeah. So. Working on it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Right in. Uh, DM us. Feel free to ask us questions. If you want to send us some experiences, your funny fart stories. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Because I have about 12 more. No, you don't have to share. I know. <laughs> I know I don't have to. Yeah, right in. Tell us, uh, maybe tell us your love story. We'd love to hear it. Tell us why your significant other is the best. Mm-hmm. And then we'll tell you why we're better. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh for gosh. real though, we 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 love hearing. <clears throat> we love love. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we like celebrating people who love on each other and and lift each other up and are kind to one another. So, write in, share the stories, and yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>